You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. In the first service, we had an explosive time. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it's going to be great. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm so glad you're here this morning. Yes. Your life will never be the same again. Yes. We are privileged to have a man of God in our midst. You know, um, Dr. Molapo, I met him years ago in Cape Town. I'll never forget. It was the first time I even um, heard of him. And I was there in that breakfast meeting in that hotel in Cape Town when he brought Pastor Kumuyi to Cape Town. Yes, it was awesome. Somebody shouts, wow, there, because he knows. <laughs> yeah, and uh, those are, that, that's one of the giants in Africa. If you want to talk about uh, church growth, man of integrity, you know. Um, so Pastor Kumi was, was, was there. He brought him there, you know. And uh, so from that time, I've been following, you know. There's the ICANN Foundation. That was that time you were also part of the Evangelical Alliance, you know, and, um, and then we met again a few other times. But we are delighted to have him here this morning. Life! <laughs> Let me tell you, this is, this is a man of God. He's an apostle in the marketplace. He's a man that God has used to transform many lives. And I know that he and his wife have been used greatly in the area of marriage as well and relationships, uh, you know, across the nations, you know. So, um, he's loved the Lord from a tender age, was in prison as a teenager. Hi. How many people? Wow. And that's where he met the Lord. Hallelujah. So it's real. When you, when you meet him, it's real. What you see is what you get. And uh, he's not ashamed of Jesus. He boldly proclaims the word of God. Boldly stands. He's a man of integrity, man of the word, man of passion, man of faith. What can I say? So many things. He owns two companies, but is a chairman of four others. Yes. So how many people want to listen to that kind of a man? <laughs> Married for 31 years. In this day of non-commitment, non-committal generation, we need such examples. We need to hear for such people. So let's give an every nation welcome. Let's receive Dr. David Molapo. Come on. Amen. Thank you. Now let's give Jesus a better clap offering than this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Thank you. When you say give your pastors a round of applause, this is not a round of applause, ne? A round of applause. Round, dang it. So let's give your pastors a round of applause. Round, yeah. Now that's a round of applause, you know. 
I bring greetings from my wife. She could not be here today to be with us today. She's busy with a Deborah conference. She's coaching and mentoring some women in government and corporate. So please be praying for her. But I did commit, I did commit that uh, she will, uh, you know, she'll come here one day. Amen. Amen. I'd like to say thank you so much for your love, for your hospitality. Thank you so much. It's all about the relationship. I want to thank my business partner also from ICANN Great Match. Ubaburuzani is in the house. Yes. I'm, I'm a prophet. I'm prophetic. Ubaba. Yeah, Ubaba. Yeah. Eight more weeks is another story. Thank you, Ruzani. At the end of the session, we do have some of our latest books. Uh, there's, there are two or three that I'd like to recommend. One is called Choose to Change. What I'm going to be sharing here today about what do you do when you go through depression, failure. I mean, you love God. Everything is fine, but things happen. So I put a lot of stuff in there. Then the other one is called The School of Money. How to make, manage, and multiply money. And then the other one, obviously, it's the latest one called Leadership and the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Because, you know, the first and the second and the third is gone. Now we are in the cyberspace, Fourth Industrial Revolution. And I pray that uh, as we develop this relationship, some of the Maxwell leadership courses, Ruzani, some of them we can do them here, invite corporate people in a church so that we can deal with some of those issues. Ne? My wife's specialty is in emotional intelligence. So those are kind of things that we can do, okay? But thank you so very much. Uh, let's go to the Word of God. Let's all stand up, please, at this time. Let's all read together Genesis chapter 29. And why I want us to read together so that the Bible says faith cometh by. But you, you do the reading and your ears will hear. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, gone are the days of pastors doing everything. Yashincha is in Domanje. We're in this thing together. Okay. Are we ready? One, two, three. Let's go. Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah and the name of the younger was Rachel. Verse 17. Leah's eyes were delicate, but Rachel was beautiful of form and appearance. Verse 18. Now Jacob loved Rachel, so he said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. Verse 19. And Laban said, it is better that I give her to you than that I should give her to another man. Stay with me. The last verse. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed only a few days to him because of the love he had for her. May the Lord richly bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. Life is like a book of many chapters. Some chapters are rough, while some chapters are smooth. Some other chapters are filled with difficulties, while some other chapters are filled with ease. Some chapters are filled with tragedies, inking, matata, while some other chapters are filled with triumphs. I don't have a clue this Friendship Sunday what kind of a chapter you're going through. But the beautiful part is, like David says, even though I walk through you never sit even in good chapters or bad chapters. Life is about going through stuff. 
Some of you in this, in this church today, you've just come out of a difficult chapter. Some of you, you are in a difficult chapter. Some of you just got into a difficult chapter. But whatever chapter it is, I declare today that when we leave up here today, a new story is going to be written about your chapter. The story before us happens in Israel. Jacob, ah, you know that guy, Umchekana. That Tzotzi, that thief, he just stole a birthright from the brother. He, he used deception. It is amazing that God wants to bless us in business, in our relationship, but sometimes we allow the spirit of deception to rob us of our fulfillment. Maybe because we are too much in a hurry. There's no hurry in Harare. There's no rush in Russia. So why are you hurrying? I see sisters and brothers trying to get satisfaction. They are chasing after temporary pleasures. Unfortunately, what they get is permanent damage. Don't rush. Jacob has now this blessing. In Genesis 28, he runs away. He goes into a place called Haran. Genesis 28 verse 12, the Bible says he has a dream. Things about a dream. He sees angels ascending and descending. God speaks certain things to him in a dream. Please repeat after me. My God-given dream is born and not borrowed. So that means all of us have been given a dream by God. I find in Omonyumuntu, a Yakopela, it's been customized just for you. So stop comparing yourself to other people. Stop being jealous of other people. Some people are going through a difficult time because all of us, we must pay the price for our dream. Every dream must have a price. Because everything nice in life has a price and you and I must pay that price in full and in advance. God speaks to him. God reminds him, this is your dream, my boy. I'm going to change your name. You might be a thought, you might be a thief, but I see greatness in you. I pray that God can see greatness in all of us. Second thing about a God-given dream, repeat after me, please. My God-given dream will overwhelm me. You see, when God gives you a dream, it is bigger than your paycheck. When God gives you a dream, it is bigger than your networks. My mother is colored, my father is black, so I'm mixed. God made blacks, God made whites, but men made colors. I get, you know, it's just all this stuff. So when I grew up, I had a problem. Because I come from a poor family. Have you been so poor you could not even pay attention? When I was born, I was born in a garage. But being born in a garage will not make you a car. I'm speaking to someone here today. Your past does not dictate what God has for you. All of us come from somewhere. What you are blessed is with today. And when God gives you a dream, it will overwhelm you. It will scare you. If your dream does not scare you, it's not from God. Because when God gives you something, you say, Baba, Kanjan, how am I going to do it? I'm from Eric, I'm from the UK. Did you say Midrand? Where is Midrand? South Africa, where is that? I know Lagos, I know Portacot, I know Jaws. What do you mean Midrand? Is it Rand, Mid or Midrand? You know, it's crazy. Because that is why he cannot reveal everything one time. 
Because if God can reveal everything one time, you will die because of doubt. Ganjan. I'm 60 years. Can you 60 years? I'm sure. 60 years, you know. And then you begin to negotiate with God. That's why he can only give you a glimpse of what is possible. He gives Jacob a glimpse. Because when God gives you a dream, it's bigger than you. Number three, repeat after me, please. My God-given dream will require my focus. Number four, my God-given dream will take me through times of waiting. Because waiting time is not wasted time. Number five, my God-given dream will grant me peace. Read it in Genesis 28, peace. In other words, stop giving people a piece of your mind. Well, now I'll give you a piece of my mind. Now a piece of your mind. No wonder you don't have any mind left. <laughs> One piece either, another piece either, another piece either. I pray at the end of the service that the peace of God that passes all understanding will be your portion today. But what baffles me in Genesis 28 is when God spoke to him. He says, Jacob, in a dream, this place where you are, I will give it to you and to your descendants, descendants. Here's a problem. He doesn't even have a girlfriend. But when God speaks to you, he sees potential in you. God does not speak to your condition. He speaks to your potential. Your condition is you are sick, but the potential is you are already healed. You need to receive Jehovah Rapha. You are in a need. He knows that, but he does not speak to your condition. He talks to your potential. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's already provided for you. So Jacob in Genesis 28 is saying, hey, I met God and angels. I know Pastor Eric is a pastor, but he's never even seen a feather of an angel. But I met an angel. I met an angel. I met an angel. So in Genesis 29, the brother is praying and watching. Watching and Praying and for a woman. No woman, no cry. He's looking for a woman. So we all read together in Genesis 29 from verse 16. He bumps into this relative by the name of Laban or Laban. It just so happened Laban has two daughters. He goes like, yes, yes. Now there we are struggling with Bible scholars. The Bible says the name of the older was Leah. No problem. But they said Leah's eyes were delicate. Some of the Bible translators said she had weak eyes, strange eyes. I like it in Zulu, butagataga eyes. Is that right? In other words, when you looked at Leah, you had this Leah attitude. Some people even said she was like a skilloch. You know, you could not see what was happening with Leah. She was not good news. Your Bible, your Bible says, but Rachel, the other girl, she was beautiful of form and appearance. She was a beautiful small dear. So now poor Jacob has to choose because life is full of choices. When you go through difficult times, remember there is a choice. You can be negative. And the problem with negativity, when you are negative, you become cynical. When you are cynical, you paralyze all kinds of positive action. Because you negate the word of God. 
Then the other option is, in the midst of your difficulties, you can choose to be positive. Because when you're positive, the Bible says, finally, brethren, in Philippians 4.8, whatsoever things are pure, lovely, if those things can bring a good report, think, think about those things. Not that the difficulty is not there. You say like the songwriter, I'm like a ship that is tossed and driven, padded by an angry sea. When the storms of life are raging and fury falls on me, I need to say to my soul, take courage because God will make a way somehow. But this God of ours, so Jacob has a choice. Leah, delicate, weak, tender, butaga-taga eyes. Or do I go for Rachel, pretty woman, walking down. The Bible, your Bible says, out of the two women, Jacob loved. No problem. He goes to Laban. Listen to these young people. Protocol. I'm concerned today that young people don't even go to parents anymore. We've got a lot of fat and set and set and fat. A lot of cohabitation. And some of you, that relationship is not working for you because things don't end wrong. They start wrong. You see, this God of ours is a relational God. He says, let there be, let there be. But when it was time to create a man and a woman, he says, let us. He had an imbiz or a caucus. He reshuffled everything. Got rid of all the people who are capturing the state and everything. And says, let us. So God is a relational God. That is why even when we messed up, he brought Jesus. The Bible says, while we were yet, what? Sinners. Christ Jesus came to die for us because he is a relational God. That is why after the service, we're going to give you an opportunity. If maybe you've drifted, if your relationship with him is not great, you need to come back home. Because he loves you. He's already died for you at the cross. He is a relational God. Relationships are important to God. Some of us, if the earthly relationships are impacted, it affects our relationship with God. Let me get deeper. Some of us have a problem a relational problem with food. I know. I used to be big. I used to be big. I know what it is. And my family, unfortunately, has sugar diabetes. So I had to understand because this was affecting my relationship with God. Does, does it mean that I don't go through temptations? I do. Riza is here. Riza, stand up. Riza is part of my team. Just give Riza a wonderful round of applause. I only eat ice cream Sunday afternoon after service. Magnum. <laughs> but I must confess that sometimes during the week, I have this thing of looking and sometimes when I walk through, these magnums have a way of calling me. They go, <laughs> when I saw a <laughs> Am I speaking to someone? So I had to deal with this relationship with me in food. So when I see a magnum during the day, I look at it. I say, I render you ineffective in the name of Jesus. Zagbona Sunday, not today, Sunday, second half. Your relationship with food can affect your relationship with God. 
as a single parent, your relationship with your children can affect your time with God. Because you twist and turn. And you're always worried and concerned. Please repeat after me. Worry is the deposit I pay for services never rendered. And worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives me something to do. But it does not take me anywhere. So don't worry. God is saying to when we finish the service today, you're going to take that worry and give it to God. It's not working for you. So why are you worried? I come against that spirit of worry and I rebuke it in Jesus' name. That you shall leave this place with a peace of mind. The word says, be anxious for God knows you need a husband. God knows you need a, a, a man. God knows you need a car. God knows all of those things. But he says, can you trust me? If you have a relationship as a father and the children, my children have a relationship with me. They don't have to be every time asking. Dad. No, no, no. They ask one time and they receive it by faith. So he goes. He says, Laban, I want to marry your daughter. Laban said, chief, no problem. But the lobola will cost you seven years. And now imagine the vet is moved from 14 to 15%. <laughs> Laban does not care. The Bible says it seemed like a few days. Because mama, when you love someone, days and months, not a big deal. Because there's a difference between men and women. You see, men are like Bluetooth and then women are like Wi-Fi. A man is connected to you when you are nearby. But as soon as you leave, he searches for other devices. It is just the nature of brothers. I'm going somewhere. But brothers, women are like Wi-Fi. She will see all the available devices. But she connects to the strongest one. Because she knows what she wants. She knows what she wants. Seven years with one woman. Some of us, we are in trouble today in relationships because we got into the relationships with wrong reasons. So if you're still single, here's some good stuff for you. Never ever get involved in a relationship because of age. I know we've got peer pressure, parental pressure, professional pressure, sometimes personal pressure. Cook, I'm getting old here. Nobody watch cooking. You lift things up, but we live in South Africa, everything still goes south. Who has lifted, it goes south. You look at your Peruvian, your Brazilian, your Soviet, your Midland hair. It's tough. I understand that. But don't ever get into a relationship because of age. Another thing, don't get involved in a relationship because of pressure. Because of loneliness. Never get into a relationship because you are starving for sex. Seriously, a lot of people make bad decisions because they want sexual satisfaction. Here's another one. Never get involved in a relationship because you are on a rebound. Somebody looked dumpy, looked shangestina, or somebody stole your boyfriend, your girlfriend, so I'm going to show them. It's wrong attitude. Never. Just let them be blessed. There's a time when you need to release everything and just be at peace. Baba, I'm not going to rush. I've been hurt. My heart is broken. I'm just going to say, Baba, my relationship is important. 
fix this thing, and then the other stuff will come. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Never get involved in the relationship because of desperation. Because desperation will make you to lower your standards. You compromise your values. And the problem with desperation, it will torment your soul. Don't be desperate. Trust God. Here's another one. Don't be involved in the relationship so that somebody can boost your self-esteem. You need to boost your own self-esteem. The last one. Never get involved in the relationship because you've got a child, so you need to be a mom or a dad. No, no. Next slide. I know. Next one. A man is incomplete until he's married. After that, he's finished. Here are eight kinds of women. Some of you single guys. You are going through a rough time. If the truth be told, it has nothing to do with God. It is simply because of your relationship with this woman. Here are eight kinds of women. The first woman that you need to run away from. You don't pray and fast. You watch you run away. Ask Joseph. Joseph did not have a time to pray and fast and do a Jericho march. No, 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 no. You come out of those pajamas, whatever. You do whatever Michael Jackson thinks. You just run. Baba, run away from a drama queen. You cannot build a relationship with this lady. She's always dramatic. If there's no drama, she creates the drama. If she does not create the drama, she becomes the drama. When are you going to finish episode one, final one, season one? Two, run away from this woman. She's a spoiled girl, the material girl. Give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. I mean, she just get, always just getting stuff from you and she never reciprocates. Another one is this demanding diva, always demanding. Another one is the sexually manipulative one. She uses sex like Delilah, like Jezebel to get you. And when she gets you, you're finishing for it. Run away from these other four. Here they are. They're what? They're control freak. This one is the most dangerous one. She's always dominating, controlling you. Where are you? Hi, I'm with Pastor Eric. Let me say hello to him. Ah, hello. Hi, Pastor Eric. Where are you? Why? Love, love. According to Google Maps, from the church to the house is 20 minutes, according to Google Maps. You've taken 64 minutes. Account for the other minutes. Where are you? I'm in the toilet. Flash, let me be sure you're in the toilet. But you don't need prayer. You need just to run away. Run away from a Facebook addict. You can never deal with matters that are important. She's always on that Facebook, on the selfies. The Bible says there is a time, there is a season for stuff. But you cannot, even the Bible, she does not read the Bible anymore. It's always are people liking me, what's happening? So much addicted. Run away from a woman who is a psycho. There are some crazy women. She wants to get married. Why are you hugging so and so? All the time she's like, they're just like a psycho, weird woman. But for you are in a difficult chapter. Some of it has nothing to do with God. It's your relationships. The last woman you to run away from is Miss Chatterbox. TMI. Too much information. Why do you chat chat? It's like FM. She just say, how you do? She's just too much. 
But mama, some of you, you have a difficulty in relationships. Baby, it's like, my prince is not coming on a white horse. Maybe he's on a turtle dove. Hey, but a turtle, a tortoise is too slow. But no problem, he's coming. But I also have some words of encouragement from you. Here are eight kind of guys that you need to run away from. Eight kind of guys. Eight kind of guys. My sister, if you are single, you don't need prayer. Remember, things don't end wrong. If he abuses you now, trust me, this pattern will continue. And you cannot change him. I only potential can change. No, 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 no. God is the one that can change. Remember, education informs. Religion reforms. But it is the power of the Holy Spirit that can transform. And your middle name is not the Holy Spirit. Eight kind of guys. Number one, run away from a sarcastic guy. This is the man who does not see you and value you for you. They bring the worst out of you. Number two, run away from a vanishing man. Particularly after he has left Shire. You are now with child. Suddenly you think the rapture has happened. You've got to call Pastor Eric. Are you there, Pastor Eric? So the rapture did not happen. No. What happened? The guy finished. Third kind of guy that you need to run away from is a slippery guy. Particularly with words. Remember, smooth talker. I'm inhaling and exhaling under the atmospheric composite of this vicinity. He promises you stuff. I'll take you to the moon. After the first toll gate, everything is flat. Fourth, fourth kind of guy, it's a chicken guy. This guy does not want to make decisions. You must make the decision. One day we visited a couple. They were still dating. I made a mistake. I said to this guy, pray. Just to their girlfriend, pray. I said, no, no, chief. I said, pray. You are the priest. Hey, that guy was in trouble. You prayed a prayer like, Baba! Oh, Father, you look down upon the children of Sodom and Gomorrah. And you laughed and said, ha, ha, ha. Majita. If you don't know how to pray, just be saved. Just say, our Father who art in heaven. That one is easy. Don't try to be deep out here. Another guy, a mysterious guy. He communicates, but no information. You are trying to say, okay, after every nation service, what kind of lunch do you want? He says, KFC Nandus, Love, did I miss something? Mysterious. He communicates as if he's speaking in tongues, and he forgets that you do not have, you do not have a gift of the interpretation of tongues. Mysterious. Run away from a guy like that. Secretive man. You don't know whether they work for the hawks or the scorpions, whatever. Always secretive. You don't get the whole picture. Things changes all the time. And a guy that you need to run away from is a commando guy. Always commanding you. I command you to love me. I command you to kiss me. I command. And they put in the name of Jesus. What can you command and put in the name of Jesus? I said to mama, in the Bible is clear, he bruised. What is it? There's no... Bible things says she brews. No, no, no. It's who's brewing. He is doing the brewing. So when she serves you, she's trying to help you. But if a guy commands you, no, 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 no. And then he reminds me, 
Do you know who I am? If a guy forgets who he is, run away, run away, run away. Siswam, it's going to be a lot of work. If you must always remind you he's a man, he's your boyfriend, run away. You're not going to be able to deal with this selective amnesia thing, okay? Number eight, number eight. Run away from a guy who's mama's boy. The Bible is clear. Leave, cleave, and become. I'm not saying abandon your mom. The Bible never says abandon. But you need to leave and make decisions yourself. You can't have a fully bearded guy saying, I've got to ask for my mom. You can't be asking mom for everything. You're going to have a problem, my sister. The next one. So, Babum Lapo, let's come back to the picture. Seven years, brother is focused. He's holy. Focusing on one thing. It does not mean that temptations were not there. Some of you, you have, like I said, your problems, relationship with money, example. Some of you, God cannot trust you with money. You're too careless. Some of you are not faithful tithers. And if you're not faithful in little things, it means you've got a relationship problem with money. If you're still, when it's coming for tithe, you are still in the Old Testament. I've got 54 rand, 16 cents is your tithe. You've got a problem. In the New Testament, we excel in our giving. We do what? Put 60 rand. It's easy for the guys to count the money anyway. But you're 54 rand, 16 cents. You've got a problem with money. So your relationship with money affects God. God speaks to you. Give every nation this particular thing. Your car, your money, your investment. You say, I bind you devil. There's no devil there. God wants you to know what kind of relationship you have with money. Because he owns everything. Some of you have a relationship with a problem with food. Some of you with money. Some of you with your children. You have raised your children and somehow your children have deviated. And now instead of spending time with God, this relationship that is dysfunctional, it's affecting you and God. Some of you, husband and wife, even this morning, you woke up, looked at your spouse. You said to the Lord, is there a refund? <laughs> oh, Baba. You have a relationship with your husband or your, your wife. It's okay. Let's learn. And then I close. Seven years, a brother is focused. And I said earlier on, focus is key. Because how the devil wants to destroy you, he will give you another focus. Repeat after me, please. The devil can never destroy me. But he can distract me. And I end up destroying myself. You're supposed to have this vision. God gives you another vision. If you're a member of this ministry, there is one vision here. If you come with another vision, you are not in the right place. Let me be practical. It does not mean because I'm married for 31 years to the same woman, I'm a man of God, that I do not see pretty women. Remember, I was blind, now because of Jesus I can. So, Bajita, it's nothing wrong in having one look. It is the second look that is dangerous. It is the second look where you begin to ohala, ohalela, you begin to fantasize. So when I'm with my wife, I see a beautiful woman. I acknowledge that in front of her. I said, praise God of this pot. Ah, Jesus, the creator. I only look one time. I hold her hands. I sing a song. There's a race that we must run. There are victories to be won. Mama, same thing with you. In fact, the problem of focus started with ladies. Eve started looking at that fruit. 
One time was good. It was the second time. The third time, she had the desire. She partook. She ate of it. We're in a mess. And thank God for Jesus. Lord's wife. God is clear. Don't look back. Why did God say I must not look back? She looked back. She became salt. Moses speaking to the Israelites. Look at these guys. You shall see them what? No more. Focus. Some of us, we are in difficulties because we are still stuck in the past. Mama, I know that you are married to a guy with a full gospel. One day you look, you see a six-pack with Mudimo. Is that possible? Yeah. With God, all things are. Mama, you look one time, you say, ah, our creator is awesome. I can't wait any potential. I can't. You look one time, you hold his hand, you rub his time, you say, there's a race that we must run. And then you focus. Seven years, seven years. The Bible said it seemed like a few days. Because when you love someone, when you have a relationship, days and months, they go fast. He paid his love, my brother. Remember, in the culture of the day, I took the team twice to Israel. It's hot. So all the festivities, the weddings are conducted in the evening. So now the RSVP, Respondent Silvo Play, say the meeting, the wedding will start 7 for 7.30. Everything was fine. It was the culture of the day. And also when the wedding was conducted, you could never see a woman's face. A veil was put upon, upon her face. It was the culture of the day. We still use some of it today. So the date was set. I would imagine the place was packed like this. Jacob wearing an old testament tuxedo with forcefulness in his step. Saying, Fandach is Fandach. He was not singing nearer my God to thee. That was not his in his mind. In his mind, turn off the light. Let the candles. And then suddenly, tam tam tadam, tam tam tadam. The whole church stood and they looked. Here was this woman clad in white, a veil upon her face. Particularly the sisters had two kinds of rice. One rice was, God bless her. But as you bless her, please forget me not. They threw rice this way. How baba hungi kumbu, kumbu. Oh, pass me not, my Savior. As you bless her, I receive that blessing. It was a wonderful atmosphere. Pastor will conduct the wedding. And I would pronounce man and wife. And I could imagine Jacob taking that woman. They are off to an Old Testament honeymoon. In Genesis 29 verse 25. The Bible says in the morning. I picture this. Jacob took the veil. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> Delicate eyes. Strange eyes. Weak eyes, Mutara Tara eyes. Exactly, Joe. And I know he was not a charismatic. Because full gospel people go said, weeping uh, may enjoy uh, in the night, uh, but joy. Uh, but no, there was no joy for that guy in the morning. It was Lee. Ah! How do you handle setbacks? How do you handle failures? You're a prayer warrior. You're a giver. Just one instant. Maybe you are here even today. Failure in your life. Failure in your relationship. How do you handle that? The application. 
Pastor Eric is going to pray for us. Eight things. Number one, embrace your failure. Please repeat after me. Failure is not final. Because failure is not a person. It's just an event. In other words, you made a mistake. You made bad choices. A mistake. Certain things you missed. Certain things you take. But you are not a failure. Never ever use that word. You are a failure. God will be upset with you because God never created a failure. You make the bad decisions, but you are not a failure. Yes, even when you fall, don't fall on your face. When you fall, fall on your back. Because when you fall on your back, you can look up. When you can look up, you can get up. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, my faith, our faith. So embrace it. It's part of life. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But even though we're going through a tough time, a difficult time, a rough time, the Bible says, but God will deliver us out of all of them. Not you, not the witch doctor, but who? Because they've changed the songs now. People are dooming It's crazy. It's crazy what's happening now. Pastor Eric, never get involved in that stuff. Don't let people eat grass. At least if they smoke the grass, it's something else. <laughs> Jesus. Because God is a jealous God. He's a relational God. He doesn't want you to go to a sangoma, to a witch doctor. He wants you in your weaknesses, in your brokenness to come to him. He's your dad. He's your father. He says, embrace it. It's part of life. Because life is like a book of many chapters. Number two, allow God space, man. There's a time when you need just to, having done all to stand, you just keep standing. Baba, I'm going to give you space. Show yourself mighty, I'm going to give you space. I've done everything now. Baba, do only what you can do. So that when he does, he and he alone can get the glory. I'm here, I know what I'm talking about. At the age of 13, I was in prison. Today, all the accomplishments, I cannot get credit. I give God praise. My mother and my father prayed for this lady in prison. And God touched me in prison. Don't you ever limit God. Don't you ever limit God. Number three, you embrace, you space. Number three, you face your failures. Don't run away from them. Remember, you can never conquer anything until you confront it. What is it today? Before Pastor Eric prays for us. You need to look at it. Some of you. It's not going to be easy. Because some of you have to deal with your insecurities. Some of you are going to deal with your inferiority complex. You are in this difficult chapter. Because you don't think you deserve it. Some of you you are so hard on yourself. How could I have done this? Some of you today, you need to learn to forgive. I know this person owes you money, but God is going to say, let it go. Use it as a seat. Use it as a seat. Because you know how church people, when it's time to, to pay, they quote scriptures. I don't want scripture. Just pay back the money. You know, we'll see all of that, but just bring me the money. Some of you, somebody offended you. God says, give before. That's where we get the word forgiveness. Forgiveness is a decision. 
I choose today to face it. I'm going to forgive. Forgetting is a process, but now, but today, I'm going to face this thing. Today, I'm going to face who this person cheats is cheating. I've got to let them go. Today, I've got to realize I'm not the general manager of the world. I'm not going to rescue them, work with them. Today, I'm just going to say, Baba, it's enough. Just, I'm going to face this thing. Number four, trace it. Where does it come from? David is in a difficult chapter. I like what he says in Psalm 26. He says, Lord, I give you permission. Examine me, test me, try me. But in Zulu, I love it. It says, Jehovah. And you, you don't have a word in English called, Vivin me, Jehovah. You can't say that. <laughs> but Pastor Eric, the word vivin me, it means not only must you test and introspect me, but check my motives. Why do you want to get married? Why do you want to get divorced? Why do you need money? Why do you need a car? What is your motive? And if the motive does not line with the word of God, because the word of God will reveal the will of God. What is your motive? Jacob, he realized he was in that mess because he deceived the brother. So now today he was deceived because what you sow, you shall. You've been fooling around, having sex with everybody. Now you're pregnant. You cannot say, come back in the name of Jesus. Don't abort the baby. This is just what you sow, you shall reap. Love the baby. Forgive yourself. God has forgiven you. There's a purpose about that baby. Here's another one before we close. Place it. Don't carry this stuff. The Bible says, cast, give God every care. Because he cares for you. Your relationship with God is more than anything else. I love my wife, but she's number two. I love the father more than my wife. My wife cannot, my wife did not die for me. When I leave this earth, she will celebrate because I left her a lot of money. She will look at it. She will look at my will and say, Leave fuller. It's fine. But in this world and in the world too. Come. Speaking to someone here today. I know you love your children. But mama, papa, you can only empower them. Sooner or later, you're going to let them go. The Bible says when they grow up, they will not depart from the word. Your example as a mom, as a dad, as a single person. So what am I saying? Place all your cares on them. Pray for them. Baba, I know my children are going through a mess, but Baba, I plead the blood of Jesus. Father, your hand is not short. It can get them from the east, the west, and the south. Baba, smile upon them and you sleep in Jesus' name. Here's another one. Grace. 1990, my wife and I came back from exile. We started a family because I'm a good man. One shot, she was pregnant. She was about eight and a half months pregnant. I left her in South Africa. I had to go back to the U.S. December 24, Christmas Eve, I got a disturbing phone call from my mother. She says, David, I said, yes, mom. She said, it's a difficult chapter, a rough chapter. I said, what do you mean? She says, Mamiki, your wife, eight and a half months pregnant, just lost the baby. It was a Leah setback, failure, depression, discouragement. Folks, as long as we live in this world, all of us go through stuff. No one is exempt. Spirit-filled, tongue-talking, all of us must go through difficulties. 
so that we realize that even in our weaknesses, God is our strength. No wonder Paul says, I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. The baby is gone. I cried. I prayed. It was the toughest time in my life. Put about them. You choose to change. You'll hear the other story there. Came back to South Africa. Tried. A week, a month, a year. A week, a month, two years. A week, a month, three years. Peanut butter, magunya, mangola, peanuts, boktaki, fustan. You know, nothing, nothing. Until the Lord reminded me. He says, David Malapo, my grace sufficient for you. Do you trust God when things are well? Mom, so if you when we have all the money, do we still trust God when we have nothing? Our relationship with God has nothing to do with stuff. But somehow, some of us, when we've got stuff, we trust him. If we do not have stuff, we don't trust him. Maybe sometimes, Pastor Eric, he allows certain things. He allows a famine so that we can know he is a God who is filled with fruitfulness. So that the character of God, one of the names of God, he is Shammah, he is Jireh, he is Rafa, so that you can experience, maybe he allows that. I begin to rest in 1994. God bless us with a miracle. I call my boy Musa, the grace of God. But this God of ours, when you serve him, he has a way of throwing a bonus. Three years later, Shayam Laposhaya, I had a baby girl. Because this God will do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything you can think, ask, or imagine. And if he can do it for me, he will do it for you today. He will do it for you today. But all you want to do is just continue this relationship. The last two and then we are done. The next one. Replace. What is it that God needs to replace? You know what God is interested in? Because relationships are in the heart. The problem is there are two kinds of sins. The action kinds of sins, we can see them. But God wants the attitude kinds of sins. Those that we cannot see but they are in there. God is saying, I know you're going through a tough time. I've created this world. People come, people go. But in this tough time, can you come up here? Let me replace. Lastly, so that I can erase. The Bible says, if you delight yourself in the things of God, he will grant you the desires of your heart. Yeah. Jacob was hurt, was disappointed. It was a rough chapter. Genesis 28, mama, he meets God in a dream. Genesis 29, he meets this chick. And then before Genesis 29 is finished, he now has this problem. I mean, he sings, But I like his attitude. I like his. He says, you know what, God? I know that life is like a book of many chapters. It's a difficult chapter. But I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to hoi in the door. Father, I'm going to trust you. It doesn't make sense because even agape love doesn't make sense. It's abnormal love. Father, the same love, I'm going to give this woman an opportunity. I'm still going to get married to her, but I'm going to go to Laban. Laban, I want to get my Rachel. What must I do? Laban is a serious, shrewd businessman. He says, another... 14 years for me, dear one. 14, 14. 
but he fulfilled that. But please don't be quick to kick Leah out. Because you see, two points deserve notice. And then we give it to Brother Aaron. Point number one. Did you know, after God changed the name Jacob to Israel, he blessed Israel or Jacob with 12 children. But did you know that 10, how many of those children came from Leah? And I'm speaking to someone here today. Rejection from people will grant you direction from God. Somebody need to get that word. Rejection from your circumstances, your situation in the workplace. Don't worry about it. He will order your steps when it's rejected. God has a way of turning things around. He is in this business of turning situations around. Ten. That's abundance. Second thing. Then Brother Eric, you take over. Rachel, beautiful woman, pretty woman, was buried under a tree. That's the right one. H. Did you know the only woman buried with Jacob and Isaac and Abraham? Ah, was that delicate eyes. Because it does not matter how you start. It matters how you... So I pray today that whatever difficult chapter you have, please remember this. No difficult chapter is permanent. Every challenging chapter. I know my brother, I can feel the pain. I know your heart broken. I know things are not well. But God is starving for that relationship because he's saying every difficult, rough chapter has an expiry date. And today during Friendship Sunday, the man of God is going to give you an opportunity to have a right relationship with the Father, with the people around you. Let's all stand up at this time. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.